There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. After 20 years as a business professional, touring recording artist, TV host and media coach, Amy Scruggs loves using her experience and humour to help others grow in their on-camera presence and overall self-awareness for public events, speaking and business growth. In this fun, connected conversation with Amy, we cover some of the key things to consider when you want to get yourself out there in the media. Our chat might help you see where you can be the change when sharing your message. Welcome, Amy, to The Ethical Evolution. It is so great to be with you today. Now, Amy, for those people that have been living under a rock and they don't know who you are, can you go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do? I promise I will give you the short cliff note (laughs) answer to that. And it's after 20 years with sales professional experience, being in front of executives of all industries, really specializing in the mortgage industry, I transferred over to being a recording artist. I'd been singing my whole life and ended up touring for years. When the recession hit, I went out and toured and was able to use the same tools and techniques and communications to do that with a business plan, and then stepped back into the business development model, which then led me to being a TV host, releasing new music, and here I am today. So I am a <laughs> communications and media coach, recording artist, best-selling author, and TV host in a nutshell. My goodness, you don't do things in halves, do you? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> and I think that's uh, why we're together today and why we've been drawn to each other. We, we have uh, quite a lot of similarities in that area. Um, I also work in a communications field so and I've been in, ra- been in radio. Uh, so, it's yeah, we have a lot in common. So, um, now... <laughs> There's so many questions I can think of to ask you, and I'm really not sure where to start. But one but that's of the, okay. We're keeping it on yeah. point with the beautiful platform you have mm. about making change in the world. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm great with us really making sure that we bring a value to your listeners. That's what I'm here to do today. Mm. And probably the thing I'm curious to ask you based on all of your experience is how do you get into this stuff? You know, like if you want to get famous, I'm putting that in air quotes, um, or get seen and heard, how do you get out there? First of all, it's daily habits. Mm. Anything that we want to do if we're setting a goal, whether it's to be the best at the business that we're doing behind the scenes or whether, like me, I've always chosen to kind of be that front runner. It was the consistent daily pursuit of those passions and fine-tuning them and figuring it out and navigating. And I think the biggest word that I use to describe how all this fits together and being able to accomplish that is being able to shift. We have to be able to shift when we hit a wall, when something doesn't go the way that we think it's going to, because that's number one, life, and number two, especially entrepreneurship. (laughs) Because anything we're doing to build 
a visibility, sales, whatever that industry is, entrepreneurship. You have to be willing to shift. And so what I was able to do was take circumstances and say, how can I shift to make the most of it? And then the next time a shift took place and I hit another wall or the rug came out from underneath me, I go, hmm, what tools did I have from the last one? What did I learn in this current position that I can bring into the new one? And so that's where it allowed me to continually leveling up, but still being consistent of asking for help when I need it, putting this, this right things out there for the right reason. And then that faith and taking the limiting beliefs off that, oh, no, if I didn't do this by 30, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. I just turned 50 and I finally had a hit song out on radio and was able to put the dream project of a lifetime out there. Taking the limiting beliefs off, realizing one foot in front of the other, just keep doing it, doing it, doing it, shift, adjust, and just go. Just go. Mm. Mm. And just, just from what you said there, I've got five five key messages to, to pull out. Um, one is uh, when we talk about results, it's that consistent action, isn't it? So yes. um, that's the one thing I've found through doing my show and other shows is that um, when you're consistent and you keep keep doing what you're saying um, and sticking with it and, and adjusting when things don't quite work, um, that's how you get the results. True. Mm. It, and and you can't quit. Hmm. So let's say you're working on something and you're building it and it's not quite working at that moment. There's been times I've started something, had something completely built. And then I realized, Ooh, that's not for right now, but I'm glad I built it now. And I set it aside. Hmm. And sure enough, sometimes three, four years later, I'm like, aha, I need that now. And I'm so glad I built it four years ago. What I'm glad I didn't do was just scrap it all together hmm. and leave it in an incomplete rubble pile, build it, set it aside build it, set it aside, because guess what happens when you get busy and what you've planned starts coming to fruition? Wow, am I thankful I have so many tools that I spent the last 20 years building to pull from, because I feel like now I'm holding this giant toolbox. Yep, I've got that. Oh, wrench over here, screwdriver. Yep, I have that. And I acquired them all throughout the years, and now they're in the tool belt. So everything that we're doing can become very beautiful and calculated without a panic Mm. Oh no, this isn't working right now. It will. Keep it there. And that's where I think, you know, for me, I think intuition is a really big part of of the path, isn't it? Like, um, you know, just in the last four years, I've found, you know, things I tried maybe didn't quite hit the mark and, and other things I created have just sort of sat to the side and they've not really come to fruition and then something else comes in and like, oh, that's where these two things connect. So it was like, you did all these things for a reason. It was all meant to happen. It was all part of the path. Um, The timing just wasn't quite there. Exactly. Oh, and you know, a great example for this. I started media coaching with professionals in 2018, 2019. And at the time I would talk to people and they'd say, oh, I don't need that. I'll never be on camera. Mm. Well, look what happened in 2020. Yes. The entire world went on camera. So those that thought that would never apply to them, all of a sudden are saying, help. (laughs) Mm. So sometimes... Things may not make sense in the moment. We don't know what's coming around the corner. The pandemic launched my visibility and credibility in this space because now I'm working with support staff that need to be more comfortable in their virtual meetings and mm. present a polished uh, a polished front. Mm. <laughs> I've done workshops with, with teachers and educators who would have never thought this applied to them. But guess what? Mm. Now it does. Mm. So it's really interesting. We can put something out there and maybe the timing isn't right then, but have that peace and patience that it might be just right, right around the corner. And that pandemic, it really was uh, the thing that was the catalyst for everything, wasn't it? Like, um, you know, 
you'd probably see people are far more confident on camera nowadays than they would have been, say, three years ago because we're on one nearly every day now. Um, every day. And it's, day. it's changed the way we do business and, and learning and work moving forward regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not. Yes. It is surprising me, surprising to me, though, how many professionals still aren't comfortable or those that I still work with, even in just virtual meetings and framing themselves properly. (laughs) Maybe, you know, (laughs) cleaning the lens once in a while. There are still some tricks in there that haven't seeped all the way through. So it's really fun to see where things have become normal to a lot of individuals and where some have just still been fighting it and they they don't want to change and grow into it. And that's what I'm here to send that message is it's time to evolve and change into this new confidence and way of presenting ourselves, even in a a meeting like this, I want you to feel that I'm sitting right here with you, that mm. we're making eye contact. Mm. I'm not, you know, laying down or sitting underneath the desk and I'm not <laughs> standing over you. <laughs> There's ways that we can create an in-person feel virtually. I think I need to send a few people to you, Amy, because uh, the hundreds of people that I interview. <laughs> I'm sure you see it all. Yes, yes. I, I see it all. And uh, yeah, there's so many there's things that we can teach courtesies them. courtesies we can start doing that should just be new habits. Mm. <laughs> We're not new to this anymore. It's time to all of us just kind of class it up a little bit. <laughs> That's exactly it. And, you know, so for those people who, you know, might have a dream um, to get in front of camera, um, yes. you know, I've been joking for several years and, and I, it's almost a vision that I think is going to happen one day because uh, everything I do comes from a vision and uh, people have been joking that I'm Australia's answer to Ellen. So <laughs> it. it's like, you know, it's going to happen one day. So how do we get me in front of camera, Amy? Well, I love that you're visualizing it because I think everything has to come from within first. Mm. That way you're clearing any resistance without getting too deep into that. But taking that time to meditate about it, see yourself there, Mm. clear any limiting beliefs or something that might be taking place, but definitely putting yourself in that situation and then watching and seeing how your network starts growing and weaving in that direction. A big thing is asking for the help. Mm. If we don't ask, say, do you know someone? Hey, I've been thinking it's time for me to lead towards having my own TV show. Do you know someone looking for a host? Do you know someone that could help me? Maybe with a local studio I could set up. Somebody knows somebody that can help us. And most of the time, our inability to have some of these things come to fruition is the lack of asking. Mm, mm, That is such a big, big thing um, that I learned probably about five years ago um, when I had my first podcast. Uh, I think I got eight episodes in and um, the guest that I had asked me to be a host of their show. And um, it was then that I learned, if you don't ask, you won't get an answer. And the guests that I started to get because I was asking and I started to get yeses, I was like, oh, that's all I had to do. That's all I had to do. And now I've just been to LA and I've been having lunch and dinner with Hollywood movie stars. So I'm like, it's surreal that we've gone from that to this, you know? (laughs) And it's amazing, but you you visualize it first, you take those action steps, and there's a philosophy on the nose. A lot of people won't ask because they're afraid of the no. But one of my favorite mentors, and he's just incredible, David Meltzer teaches this, 
the art of no. If you knew that the yes you're wanting was 25 no's away, mm. wouldn't you get excited when you got to 18, 19, 20 no's? Like, wow, because usually that is the case. So we keep asking. We have to take those no's because everything is either protecting or promoting us. All those no's I'm so thankful for because I wasn't supposed to be there and I probably would have screwed it up. The yeses come just at the right time. Mm. Keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. Mm. And, you know, just, just sticking on that asking the question, um, I recently met a, uh, a Hollywood, not Hollywood, New York talent executive um, who, you know, worked for MTV um, and, you know, he said, if you ever need anything and what I'm finding is there's this energy I I lately. What talking about. Sorry, you, <laughs> I think you I know think who you're you know? Who, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it is who you think it is. And um, so he said, if you need anything, let me know. And I was like, hmm. So recently, I I hit him up for something, and yeah, it was a yes without without a heartbeat, yes. you know. And just having that support, and what I'm seeing right. is there's this energy and this you know this camaraderie and this community where people are there to help each other up and you know support each other and you know recommend them to other people and pass Absolutely. on you know it's like pass that baton on instead of being a competitor let's support each other to get there together exactly yeah. Well, and do you notice, I think as humans, we want to help each other. Mm. Like if you were to come to me and say, Amy, I need a resource for this. I'd be like, oh, I, I'd be so happy to provide value. It's interesting that we're afraid to ask, but when we are asked nine times out of 10, most of us are more than happy to accommodate and say, let me see what I can do. Let me try to see if I can find somebody to fill that need for you. So we have no problem giving it. It's the receiving that a lot of times we, we don't always think that we're worthy or that we're ready or we're afraid, whatever those obstacles are holding us back. But people really do generally want to give and serve, especially in our circles. Those of us that are taking the time to to meet each other, to network, to put good words out there and good messages out there, we're most likely going to help each other. Mm. And, you know, touching on those limiting beliefs that you were talking about, um, you know, no doubt you you come across so many people that are like, oh, no, I can't do that or no, I'm going to look stupid, you know, all these kind of things. But I think this is where that manifestation piece comes in, yes. letting go of those limiting beliefs and actually visualising and seeing yourself and actually embodying that and feeling that like you're almost already there. Now, I've been working with a psychic who told me, right, exactly what you want in minute detail down mm. on paper, within three months, all these things started to unfold. Isn't it amazing? And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, if you, you and acted that yeah, in. Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, you've got to not hang on to it. You've also got to let it go. you got to let it go into the universe and go, here you go. This is what I want. Yes. We'll make it happen. And it does. And that should teach us to stop attracting the things we don't want in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it works both ways. And it's like, wait a minute, I don't want that. So why don't I keep putting this out there and visualizing, writing down those things that I see can be created. And then if it's still a no, oh, wow, I'm either being protected or promoted and that's okay. And put that on the shelf. I'll need it later. And that's it. You know, when we get the no, that can do so much to our self-belief and our self-worth and, you know, that's where those limiting beliefs hold us back. I mean, what are your tips for helping people to sort of let go of that stuff? I try to bring in a, a common thread of we all feel this way, especially letting go of the fear of being on camera or speaking and public speaking. 
say, listen, we all feel stupid. I feel stupid when I speak. I don't like the sound of my voice or the look of my face. That's the most common thing. So if you say this is normal, we all feel this way and bring just a take, you're not unique. Let's take and make this a group thing. Okay, now that we're in this, all right, now let's take a look at it. And the other thing, and I say this when I'm on stage presenting this, I point out to everyone in the room, you did not come in here with a bag on your head. I didn't see anyone with a bag on their head. This is still your face. Mm. You were comfortable enough to come and greet each other and be here and be with me. So take that same confidence it took you to walk in this room and take that behind the camera because Mm. it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I work with um, coaching clients who, <laughs> who want to promote their business but don't want their face in it. And I'm like, you are your business. You can't hide. <laughs> and you should just ask them, did you go to the store today with a bag on your head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because if not, then I think you're okay with your face. Mm. We see it. It's, you know, you picture almost that that toddler that says, oh, you can't see me, you can't see me with their hands over their eyes. That's what I feel like some adults are doing and individuals and professionals are doing and they're hurting themselves and their own businesses. And if we do, if you really don't like your face, then let's do some t- techniques to fix it. Maybe it's your resting face. <laughs> Maybe you're not smiling enough. I mean, I had, I had a scowl that had permanently gone into my forehead from raising too many teenagers, but I've learned how to get rid of it and it's okay. So really, let's take a look. If you don't like it, let's fix it like anything else. Yes, I, I learned a couple of years ago how to get rid of my chicken neck in a, in a, in a photo session. Um, but anyway, let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that you tapped into there as well was people who don't like the sound of their voice. Like I've been on so many podcasts and introduced people to being interviewed for the first time. And, you know, they get in front of the microphone they're scared, uh, they're nervous, and they're like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. And I'm like, it's the only one you got, so let's go with it. <laughs> it's the only one you have. And, you know, even with our voice, there are things we can do mm. to change it. It's a muscle like anything else. You can find your nice, rich, medium voice. Some people don't realize they're maybe speaking up higher in their nasal cavity. We can drop that down. So let's start working with the different vocal patterns, the different sounds in your voice until we find one that you like, that you feel is representing what you feel you should be representing. But being stuck isn't an option. Our brains are amazing things of what we can do. We can change how our face sits and looks. We can change the sounds in our voice. We can change how we articulate, what our inflections are. We can work on our vocabulary. People taking out the filler words is my favorite Mm. part of coaching. When I see a client lose the ums, yas, and so's and actually start a sentence with a sentence, it is powerful. Mm. And a lot of times that will create the new confidence. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, you you probably hear it in me. It happens all the time because that's what my brain does. I'm actually doing a course on this at the moment. My brain actually picks um, all these subjects out of what you've just said, and it holds on to them like threads. And sometimes those threads skip. <laughs> that's where I, <laughs> where I lose my words. Um, and it's happened several times, uh, you know, with many people. And they're like, "No, I get it. I completely get it." But you know, everybody's got a process, and and if you can yes. find a process that works for you, I think that's where you're really going to nail it. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Mm. And it's fun because what I do working with clients is so personal and figuring out what their process is. And when they get that aha moment, I literally watch these professionals unfold in front of me and transform. 
it is really, it's like the most rewarding work you could ever ask for. I've had my years on national stages. I have toured, I have sung on some of the biggest stages in the U.S. I've had incredible moments, but really honing in my coaching business allows me to give them their moments. Mm. It allows me to say, I want you to feel what I felt. I want you to feel that same confidence. I want you to feel something coming back to you where people say, great job. What you said really mattered. Thank you for what you said today and shared today. Helping other individuals have that moment to share their message and teach them how to be effective in it is so rewarding. And what you've really hit the nail on the head there is it's how you make people feel. Yes. Mm. Because you know, what you put out into the universe, the energy that you put out, like you and I, it's like we're sitting in the same room together right now, but we're on the opposite sides of the world. Um, and it doesn't feel like it, the no, way it that we're connecting. Yeah. So, and I find that with almost every interview I do, um, because I read the energy in people. Um, and if you can make other people feel that, then that's what this is all about. And that can be learned. Mm. You can learn to be magnetic and take it from in here and put it out there. And it comes with that confidence. It comes with practice, repetition, positive results. And then guess what? Because everyone has a message, whether it's their business, their personal story, maybe it's community outreach, and you're the spokesperson for the community outreach or organization you're involved with. And it's so tragic when I see when I see individuals lose that moment mm. of opportunity for visibility. Maybe it's to help raise more funds, to do more outreach. If your passion is serving the community, don't you want to do the best you can to get that message out there the right way to serve more of the community? Mm. It, it makes sense to learn these skills. And then guess what? You're going to go, wow, oh my gosh, we did it. I want to do that again. Mm. And that's one of the things that I love about, you know, interviewing people is that from years ago when I used to do it in person, um, to now doing it virtually, seeing people change from the moment you start that conversation to the end of it, like the way um, they almost get on a high by the end of that conversation yes. and they're like, I want to do it again. <laughs> it is a high. Yeah. I equate it to being on stage as a performer. Mm. There's always that after the, you're on this high and then after the show you go, oh, it's yeah, like you have to go it? down <laughs> on this, this low and you learn how to balance that out. But the same thing goes when you really do a great job, like on, on your awesome show, the other guests, they probably leave this completely energized, lifted up and have a great rest of their day because that energy was created, sharing their message. It's, it's intoxicating. And if you really do it right and you see the positive results, it makes you want to do that more. Mm, some days I think I should hire myself out as an energizer bunny. I really do. Bottle <laughs> <laughs> that and yeah. sell it. <laughs> I think we've got some marketing to do, Amy. <laughs> I think so. We got this. Now, one thing that just came up for me as we were talking was mindset and mindfulness. Mm. When we're talking, we really need to think about the words we're using. Yes. They're powerful. Mm. And I'm being very conscious in what's coming out of my mouth at the moment because I know you're listening. <laughs> oh, no, no. We're, it's okay. This is this is so beautiful. We're having such a great connection. And I think there's such a like-mindedness between both of us. So mm. just, we're just flowing. It's perfect. Mm. But uh, I need people like you around me because it makes me more conscious of what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Well, what you said is powerful mm. because we all need that around us. And if if you're not being encouraged and lifted up, 
then you're in the wrong circles. And maybe it's time to find new circles that are going to say, you can do this. Let's help you. Let's review this together. Let's lift each other up. I think we need more and more and more of this. Since since COVID happened, since the pandemic, my network of amazing professionals around the world has literally increased exponentially. Mm. And I'm so grateful for it. But we keep attracting more of that, don't we? Yeah. And I found you and I made a choice today to meet each other. You made a choice to bring me on your show and I made a choice to show up. Mm. We made a choice to say, I am coming in with no expectations, no limits, excited for this opportunity to meet another great human on this planet. And that's what we were able to do today. And hopefully make an impact for your audience and lift others up. And imagine if everyone kind of goes in with that open mind Mm. to say, how can I just be of value and not put expectations on it? It's it just magnifies. Yeah, and I can completely resonate with you in you know network growing so much during COVID. Um, despite the fact that we were locked away, um, I think yeah. it actually brought us closer. And mm-hmm. you know, for me, it gave me the opportunity, quite selfishly, uh, to tap into people who couldn't travel. <laughs> you yes. know, and that, that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to reach. I think about the amount of individuals that I know that I will probably never meet in person. Mm. And that's okay because we get to do this. Mm. And I'm so thankful for the expansion of my network. Mm. And, you know, like I say to many people that come on this show, this is more than just a podcast. It is a mission. Um, so you have joined a collective here. Um, so right. this this is not the end of it. <laughs> Right. And same here. Mm. I, I love, I, you know, I hope you know, you will be able to reach me and say, Amy, I do have a resource for this. You have any ideas on that? And I'm going to say, yes, let me see what I can find for you. We are now connected. Well, good, because I'll be hitting you up just saying. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> now, tell us about your book. Lights, Camera, Action, Media Coaching for Professionals. Again, going back to the pandemic starting I knew because I had been coaching and I saw this camera world unfolding and I went, ah, this is probably a good time for me to write down some of these techniques I've already been doing because people are going to need this right now. Professionals are going to need this. And I and it says media coaching for professionals in every industry because that's what happened. And I also didn't want to be a giant windbag that it was all about me. So I reached <laughs> out to my amazing network. And I found some of the key influencers that are really great in the different categories that are in the different chapters of this book on first impression and crafting your message and the keys to marketing and all of those things. And everybody had some free time because I did this early on. Mm. And I was amazed at the yeses that I received and the incredible contributors of this book. That So it's my, my easy tips, my simple kind of aha tips for some of this, everything from your cell phone videos, social media marketing, being on camera for virtual meetings and all the way up to being ready for national television. So I kind of walked it through those different steps, but it was really fun to see the amazing professionals that contributed to this book as well. And that's what's been out there since 2021. It sounds like a book we all need to have. (laughs) Mm. Thank you. It's available on wherever books are sold. I've actually been presented with a challenge, Amy, and and I'm going to get your advice on it. Um, I've been asked to do, I think it's a 10 to 20 second segment, um, which is a little promo about this show and podcasting and why I think it's so great. And I'm like, how do I condense that into a 10 to 20 second piece? You start with a question. Do you want to be a part of making world change? Yeah. This show is for you. Come and see expert guests week after week that are going to bring you ideas 
provide insights, and inspire you to be a part of change. Um, I've got that recorded. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I have to record this like live and it's going to be in like a big award ceremony and I'm like, 20 seconds? (laughs) You can do it. But that's something that simple of just start that with a question maybe and then lead that in to what it is you do and a nice wow statement. You've got this. Oh. Excellent advice. Thank you Less so much. Less is more sometimes. We tend to t- give too many ingredients with an answer when we're trying mm-hmm. to say something. And a lot of times the right word can create a, a word picture that sums it all up. So mm-hmm. really crafting how you want to put that together in a nice, simplistic bite. The same way as I was going to present you a cake, I would just say, here, here's a wonderful lemon cake. I wouldn't walk in and tell you all the ingredients to the cake and how long I baked it as I presented it to you. And it's the same thing. Yeah. And I guess that's, um, you know, some of the advice I've been giving, you know, people I work with is like, let's get down to the the niche, you know, instead of yes. having the whole kitchen sink, let's just get down to the niche because that's what people yes. want. Um, yes. What are those bite-sized pieces? <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes it's hard to take your own advice. <laughs> <laughs> Now, well, I hope I was helpful on this. Absolutely. One. And you put me on the spot. That was quick thinking. I have <laughs> you to tell did you. did well. You did very well. <laughs> that was not scripted. For all of you watching and listening this, that was not scripted. <laughs> Nothing here is scripted. Now, Amy, if people want to find out more about you and get in touch and get the book, where can they go? Luckily, I have a very uncommon name. So if you Google Amy Scruggs, I promise I will come up first. Amy Scruggs Media is the main homepage that has everything you need to know. All my social media handles are Amy Scruggs or Amy Scruggs Media. And then also Amy Scruggs Music. My single releases are out there. My my EP is out there. New single dropped today. Um, So please check out the music. Both sites lead to each other, but you really can't miss it if you just put my name in that Google search. Thank you for asking. Congratulations on the single release too, by the way. Thank you. And uh, if people want to listen to that, it's pretty much everywhere, right? Yes, all streaming platforms. Amazing. Now, I can't wait to hear your answer to this question because I ask everyone this question. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Open minds. If we open our mind more to actually having listening to hear and not listening to respond, the world would change. Mm. Mm. Well, they give us two ears and one mouth, right? Yes. Mm, and a lot of people forget that. Mm-hmm. Listening so important. And it comes back to what I was just saying before. It's the words that are important as well because yes. words have impact, words have energy. Yes. They can and do so much. to understand. I want to understand what you're saying, not be thinking of my response, how I'm going to lop it back to you with my own version. Understanding could change the world. And that comes back to something I talk about a lot, conscious conversations, and that's exactly what this is right here, Amy. Yes. I can't thank there, you enough. We just did it. Yeah. We just did it. We, we just we've gone it. full circle. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough for being part of the ethical evolution. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for what you are bringing to the world. What a light and joy and amazing resource that we have right here with your show and with you. And I hope everybody taps into that and follows every episode. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast.